amazing artist. Hey everybody. Hey all you cats and kittens out there in Mutiny Radio FM land. This is the Joke Workshop coming at you live six o'clock every Monday. Comedians helping each other with their jokes and shit right here. Uh, if you've never listened to the Joke Workshop before, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. The way it works is we have a room full of comedians, and they are going to be cool and take notes for their other comedians, and there are microphones spewn, sp- splurged. <laughs> There's lots of microphones. Please say things. That's the point of being here, but also say those things into a microphone, because it is a radio show, as well as us just being helpful here and nice to each other. Isn't that great? Community so important. Uh, this is Mutiny Radio again. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, it means at least make the bread taste good. Nice, fluffy brioche bun, maybe a little mayonnaise. Stick the meat in there. Uh, but do do the, the more you guys participate, the better this show is for everybody. Um, and if people aren't giving you the answers you want, it's your four minutes, so feel free to like lead the discussion in some direction that you want it to go in. That's fine, too. You can say, hey, on this specific joke, I noticed everyone thought it licked a bunch of balls. Can we talk about why? And then we have a little conversation. All right. You all know how it works. Thanks for being here. Uh, Also, don't forget to donate $2 if you can to help keep Mutiny Radio alive. Yay. We want to be here for you. But we need money to do that. Garbage isn't free. Uh, Do you know you have to pay for that? (laughs) Anyways, uh, okay, cool. Your first comedian, what a funny guy. I can't wait to see what he's going to rant about today. Clap your hands wildly for Hunter Uniac. She deserves it. That's funny, though, Pam. You were talking about garbage isn't free. Like, I discovered that after I moved out and lived by myself, I had to pay for garbage. So what I did instead is I just text my mom every Sunday saying, hey, pick up the fucking garbage. And yeah, that's it. All right. Felt like it's good to save money. I, um, what else, guys? It's winter. It's during that suicidal season, which is kind of weird. Like, so I, this is how I found out I'm an alcoholic, guys. I walked into a liquor store at like 5 p.m. one day after work, and I got a little bottle of whiskey. And the guy looked at me and goes, that time a year again, am I right? And I looked back at him, you mean that time a day again? Yeah, he was not okay with that fucking response. That's how I found out I'm alcoholic, people. It's all right, though. I, um... You guys know Dare's making a comeback? You guys remember to resist drugs and violence, Dare? Yeah? Yeah, you guys look like you know Dare. You look like you knew it, but never paid attention to it. Um, It's weird, though, guys. Like, I came back, and uh, they're always, like, outside my work just trying to, you know, haggle me to sign some papers. And it's always, you know, whenever they do that, I'm always looking at them like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? I have a bag of cocaine in my pocket right now, and you're trying to get me in this fucking cult? It's insane, people. It is. Like, it's weird. Like, there was was a really cute girl who was working behind the um, little counter whatever you want to call it and I thought it'd be a good idea to hit on her after telling her I have cocaine in my pocket so I did and I knew she was really to dare because after I hit on her all she did was she just said no ah uh, all right I think it's fun I um I made a fucking like self-realization last night actually this morning it's towards the end of the um year and I've realized this whole calendar year all I've done is slept with single mothers <laughs> perfect timing Pam it's fucking weird. Like, I don't. I'm confused about this shit, guys. Like, 
Am I, are, are single mothers my type or am I single mother's type? It's like a question that's been struggling in my head all day. Like, do they think, like, am I attracted to people who are stu too stupid to believe in birth control or people who don't believe in birth control think I'm stupid enough to believe they're on it? You know? All right. I need to rephrase that. It's okay. The guys, it's, just, it's just fucking weird, man. Like, I'm 24 years old. I'm the same age right now that my dad was when he had me. And I'm sleeping with mothers. Like, it's insane. I never find out, too, until, like, after the morning after, you know, when the kid jumps up on me in my bed and I'm wondering how the fuck she snuck her kid in my apartment. It's fucking weird. She said it was in her purse. It's weird, though, guys. It is. Single mothers, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just they're strong and they know what they want. Or maybe it's the fact that I'm weak and I have no idea what I want and they just see me as easy prey. You know? It's insane, guys. It is. Single mothers are weird. It's weird, man. You're looking at me, Marty, right now like, God, no, please don't have a kid. It's insane, guys. It's fucking weird. Okay, what else, people? That's something that's been, like, a question that's been boggling my mind. I, um, you know what? I see Pam getting ready with the horn. I think I'm going to give the rest of my time back to the room, if that's all right. Oh, clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Uh, first, I would say good job with the... Um, t trailing off of the last thing that the person says in front of you, like if I've taken talking about garbage and then you just like came up with something about garbage, like that that's good stuff. And then it helps you seem like more natural to an yeah. audience, and that's always good to, to to do to react to something that just happened because it I don't know buys you some authenticity. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to work through that whole single mother thing. I don't know if I'd punch down with the stupid. Oh, I did punch down. You're right. I mean. Do do you have a mommy complex or do they have a baby complex? But then, like, what does that mean? And like, you're like when you said like you want babies or whine and cry. Then I was thinking, okay, that's funny. That's like him. Maybe they can do everything with you except pick you up. Hmm. Like you're a baby. Like they love babies so much. Maybe the twist on it is that that you're the you're punching down to yourself that you're the baby. Okay, yeah, the, okay. The only reason it won't work is that they can't pick you up or something. I don't know. But it, just because it, it's hard, when you said the stupid, everyone kind of clenched up. They're like, whoa, we don't know how to react, react to that kind of blatant misogyny right. in this world. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, you're a misogynistic piece. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that one, that one doesn't seem to be working. Is that an on-off switch or something? There's other, I'm wondering why that one doesn't seem to be working. Sorry. Um, on the same topic, you're like trying to figure out what the, what the cause and effect of you sleeping with a single woman is. So the question is, am I fucking the chicken or the egg? Uh -huh. Something along those lines, like uh -huh. leading into that. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is really gets done much, but like playing up like the the cougar metaphor, it's like uh, you just want to like realize if it, if they're into you, what is it they see in you so you can like play it up and bang more of them. So it's like like a gazelle like purposefully limping in the back of the herd, like come and get me, or something uh -huh. like that. Uh, those are my thoughts. A limping gazelle, beautiful. Right. You still have time. Do you have any questions? You said that you were trying to work through the, the single mother thing. It's just, it's Where's just, your it's, thought process on that? I don't know. I woke up this morning and I found, I just realized it and it's been kind of fucking with me all day. Because you really you know? are having sex with single mothers. Yes. How old are their babies? Um, 
I don't know all of them, but the last one had three. She was my age. She had three kids, Ooh. five, three, and one. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the other. So uh, now I understand your 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 birth control joke in there, where you said mm, she's I too talk stupid for. Yeah. I understand where you're saying that she's too stupid for birth control because it's like, dude, you know, you have three and you're 26, and like, come on, sweetheart. But I get that. But uh, maybe I, if I uh, talk about how like. My dad comes from like a family of 13 siblings. Ah. If I talk about that before, it would be less punching down, you think so? Or would it still be punching down? But cuz you come from the dumb people? Yeah. I don't know. And maybe that's oh, that's what we have in common. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now it comes I together. come from dumb people too. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> See, birth control, smirth control. <laughs> like. Um, do you know if they're using birth control with you? Uh, I have a condom. I I condoms. (laughs) This is turning into a PSA for hunters. No, we use condoms. Yeah, it would be. My break. They might be very fertile women. True, true. Thanks for scaring me even more. Um, How many? How many condoms? Like one at a time. You don't double wrap. That's even worse. Oh my God! All they have to be scared of these days is pregnancy. Remember when we had to be afraid of AIDS? Oh, none of you are as old as me. So <laughs> um, I don't mind the misogyny. Um, I, I, I don't mind it as long as there's like a fresh take on it. And um, you know, I think the common thing a lot of guys would do is punch down at like the idea of like single moms. But like, I want to hear about dudes who are like who love single moms, because clearly you love single moms if you keep fucking them. But like maybe like explore like what uh, what is it about single moms as opposed to women without children? Do they just, single I would think single moms. are great mom- at multitasking. Exactly, yeah. shit like that. Oh. They like, can have an orgasm and receive one at the same time. <laughs> they can probably have multiple. Yeah. They, they yeah, they yeah, and, uh, and make a bowl of oatmeal. And, and, <laughs> yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe that'll like open up some. Uh, yeah, I gotta, explore. gotta write that down. Yeah, things I like about single moms, it's good. Yeah, oh my God, what if you thought positively instead of negatively? <gasps> the secret. Mamas need love too. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, Max. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> does, does anyone have any more comments for Max? That, or I, didn't, I just said Max, Max instead of Hunter. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have a quick one. Uh, when you were talking about how the, her kid jumps into the bed and you were like, you know, how did you get in here? Yeah. I don't know. The first thing that came to my mind was like, what if you rolled with the fact that like, I don't know, the kid started calling you daddy or something and, and you roll with the idea that like, uh, she expects you to, I don't know, be that figure. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to hear your take on, on, on that. And then uh, what you said earlier about connecting it back to how you have 13 siblings, I think that would definitely... Yeah. Uh, no, my, uh, my dad has 13 siblings. Oh, okay, okay. That's where yeah. it is. But uh, my family... Uh, for Thanksgiving, like there were like ten of us missing. There were still thirty at the table. Wow! Yeah. So yeah. I can even I, talk about that. And that's just on my that. dad's side. So yeah, I'll talk about that more. Okay. Anything else? All right. Thanks, guys. Everybody, Give clap wildly! Yay! Hunter. All right. You're next comedian. Another funny guy. Clap your hands together. Pay attention. It's Max Eddy. <laughs> some stuff out. How are you guys doing? Thank you, Marty. Okay, everyone else, get better. Uh, I actually, uh, I've been realizing recently that a lot of my friends, a lot of people I hang out with are in therapy, 
And that kind of makes me sad, you know, because I just tell them, like, anytime I hear one of them's in therapy, I just say, come on, man, you, you don't have to pay, like, a professional to, like, talk about your problems, man. You can talk to me. Pay me. <laughs> I need the money. <laughs> I'm actually pretty experienced with uh, hearing about people's issues, too, because um, I sit in the front seat at Uber's. <laughs> they really love to off that shit. I got a face that says, I'll listen. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I will listen. I will just write everything down. Uh, actually, okay, this isn't part of the joke, but um, I do record some really fun Uber conversations I have, uh, which is illegal in the state of California. Um, I do have a 20-minute voice memo on my phone of a dude refusing to use Google Maps, uh, and uh, it was supposed to be a five-minute ride. That's, that's just information for you about me, so now you know. But um, yeah, I still gave him five stars, though. That's the thing. I always give them five stars, like no matter what. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I feel like I always just make excuses for them. Like, oh, you know, maybe he's going through a breakup, and that's maybe that's why he needed to play Pokemon Go the whole time. I, I've never, I haven't figured out the tag for that, but there's something, there's something there about justifying it. Um, honestly, I feel like even if an Uber driver stabbed me, I would still give him like three stars. You know what I'm saying? I'd just be like, oh, you know what? The li the knife was remarkably clean. I mean, he hit my appendix. I don't even need it. <laughs> it's fine. He drove me to the hospital. That was nice of him. Uh, fun. Um, okay, I'll switch uh, topics on you guys. I uh, actually just recently kicked a coffee habit, you guys. I've been drinking coffee for like 10 years, and I finally just stopped cold turkey. So you guys aren't impressed. So that means the second half of it's not going to go well, but I'm still going to say I did switch to Adderall. Uh, it's way cheaper. Um, I need to figure out how to transition into Adderall stuff, so hopefully that will help. But um, What else do I have? Actually, I do have a really bad habit that I've never been able to stop, and that's biting my fingernails. Do any of you bite your fingernails? Anyone in here? There we it's so... How did everyone start doing that? Yeah, like, how did we all decide we were just going to bite it? That's so weird to me. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like a peer pressure situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone just kind of starts just naturally. It's not like you walk into a, a party in high school and there's just a circle of kids fucking biting their nails like, hey, you got to get in on this, man. Like, it's, oh, man, this shit's, this shit's so good. And start making fun of you if you don't. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get why I stopped. I actually, my parents tried to stop me from biting my nails. What they would do is they put hot sauce on my fingers. And now I can't chew them without it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to get nervous. I got a midterm this week. Get me the sriracha. Like, it's, it's, it didn't help. But, uh, it doesn't mean I can date Indian girls now, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah. No, that's a big thing with their families. You fucking, it happened with me. If you don't, you can't do it. Uh, that's just facts. Drop a nod. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say about fingernails is uh, they don't have, like, a, like, having little habits like that, uh, is not a part of like any sort of like habit breaking like like Hunter was talking about dare like dare would never cover fingernails you know like that that wasn't like something of concern for them like there were no fucking like you know those like corny hip hop songs that told you not to do drugs like they would never have one of those for for biting your nails wouldn't be like even if your life's going off the rails it's only gonna get worse if you're biting your nails like they, they never had shit like that but I wish they did because it hurts uh, a lot and. <laughs> I think that's all I got. Max Eddie, everyone! Did exactly four minutes. I also bite my nails. <laughs> <laughs>
and they hurt after you bite them. I agree with all that stuff. It's really bad. Yeah. I understood it. Comments from the people. Hey, Jay. Um, talking about quitting the coffee for Adderall. Uh, you went from Phil's to Pfizer or ah. something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a that's a wordplay joke. That's fun. Yeah, I don't know if Pfizer's gonna read in front of a, a audience that, like, maybe maybe I'll write it down. You think the Berkeley kids won't know who makes Adderall? <laughs> I, d- I honestly don't like Pfizer. I didn't know who Pfizer was until like probably junior year of college, and that's. I was. I did like. Are you specifically yeah. gearing your jokes to some a spe, uh, like an, a specific age group? You have like a show at a college coming or no? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I was gonna say because I think I mean people, everyone knows who Pfizer. Who doesn't know who Pfizer is? I don't I, know. I feel like you don't know really. Yeah, no Pfizer with the drug huh. companies. They like to keep their name off off the the marketing for stuff just because. Huh. Uh, yeah, they do a lot of things. They own a lot of brands. So, like, do you know who I mean? 3M is. Gal, uh, I know one called Gal, Galderma. I know a couple of them. No, never mind. 3M is just a conglomerate that makes a lot of different shit, but they don't advertise themselves as 3M. And I feel like that's a lot of the drug companies. But now we're just fucking talking. This is good. Um, um, I like that you stuck with the theme of habits and you did a little bit of rap. That was yeah. pretty neat and unique. Um, I'm a little bit confused. Did you mention Indian girls because of Sriracha? Uh, yeah, Sriracha wouldn't be like it definitely wouldn't work there I, I was just making an aside about uh, how yeah pick, pick Thai way. or Vietnamese yeah exactly yeah, yeah. No, that's fair yeah was it yeah uh, that's fair um, the coffee joke I wanted to know my first thing that popped into my head when you said you quit coffee was like why because yeah. I think most of us who drink coffee are like why, the f- why would you do that to yourself yeah. and maybe if there was if you had like if you threw in a side in there like I, I had to quit for like to sound like you were doing it for healthy reasons, yeah. to sound like you were becoming a healthy person, maybe it'll help that, yeah, it'll help the punchline kind of land a little. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Good look yeah. Clap your hands together for Max Eddie! <laughs> your next comedian. She's our first lady of the night. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't mean like lady of the night. That's the wrong way to say it. She's a lady and she's here tonight. Put your hands together for Aubrey. Hi. Um, so my boyfriend and I broke up earlier this year. And I don't know if any of you guys do this, but every time I break up with someone, I purge my apartment like anything that reminds me of him anything that is associated with him I just throw out it was very easy process for me Um, I kept two things though and those two things are one my vibrator that he gave to me and two the cock ring so you guys are probably wondering why I'm keeping the only two things that would remind me of my ex and his cock. I promise it's not because I'm obsessed with it. Um, But I have very good reasons why I kept those two things. So as I was going through my panties drawer, 
because that's where we all keep our most valuable items, right? Um, I found the vibrator, and my first reaction was, I'm throwing this out, because he paid for half of it. And then I was like, hold on, hold on, you dumb bitch. Like, he paid for half of it. Who paid for the other half? You did. <laughs> you keep the vibrator. I also felt like I'm probably going to really need it, because um, emotional distress and feelings of unworthiness gets me really wet. And at that point, I felt I was going to be alone forever. And if my stand-up comedy career does work out, I will most likely need it for the rest of my life. Um, so I kept on looking through my stuff in my drawer, and then I found a cock ring. Again, my first reaction was, OK, I'm throwing this one out. But as I was looking at these two objects straight in the eye, I realized that I will keep those two things because they teach me a very good lesson. See, these two things are very, really good representation of the evolution of our relationship. Um, so when we first started dating, um, like any romantic um, millennial in SF, he took me shopping at Good Vibrations. And, um, you know, we were like that cute couple at J. Crew, browsing Christmas sweaters, but instead of sweaters, we looked at vibrators. I was like, hey, baby, like this would look really good next to your pink labia, whatever. <laughs> um, and like the gentleman that he is, he paid for half of it, and I paid for the other half, and I thought that was so sweet. How little did I know? Uh, fast forward two years and 203 intercourses later, 96% of which happened within the first year. Um, we were lying down on his bed, not having sex, and I was frustrated that we weren't, and I pulled up the Amazon product page for a cock ring. I was like, hey baby, you wanna try this out? This will make me really happy. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, you got it, right? I should have known right then and there that the relationship was over. Like, ladies, if he, like forget retirement savings and IPO money. If he's not invested in your sex lives, it is over. Um, so I ordered it, got it delivered to my office because there are package thieves in my neighborhood. And um, we tried it one time. And as we were doing it doggy style, my clit was feeling pretty, pretty lit 30 seconds in. I heard a thud, I turned around, and there I was. The cock ring was on the bed, and that was how I couldn't get him to put a ring on it. <laughs> Thank you. Classy material from Aubrey. Taking a ring off it, putting a ring on. That's a good story. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was actually, it was a really good story. I don't know. I mean, I think you had a couple punchlines in there, but I think it's a really good story that you told. I think there's a lot of things, there's a lot of bits and stuff and ways that you can massage it into more of like a, a like a, but you, did you say it was your first time ever? If it's your first time ever, that's amazing. Yay! Clap for Aubrey, yay! That was, a, I mean, but it's a great, it's a, it's a great story. Um, I'd try to put in some punchlines about like dividing up the appliances and then, you know, he wanted the KitchenAid and I wanted the toaster and we got to the drawer and I was like, and he paid for half, you know, kind of like, I, I think you can kind of set that up because it's really funny. It's just, you want to kind of set up 
and then do a punch. And then I thought you did a little thing in there about sex math. And I was like, oh my God, that would be such a bit when you're like, we've had sex 293 times in two years, which is mostly in the first year. And I was thinking like that you could even just make up numbers, but that would be such a funny bit if you were like, the length of a relationship is the number of sex within the first two years divided by the, or whatever, but you, yeah, you sort of draw a more complete histogram. Right. Like that, does that idea alone, like, and that was just a little thing you threw out and I was like, oh my God, she should do some sex math on like the relationship. And I thought that would be really funny, but that was an, that was amazing for your, for your first time. That was super awesome. Clap again. Yay. <laughs> Other other comment people. Well, on the same math, uh, continuing on the sex math idea is like if you're looking at it like why why are we why are we splitting the cost? Is like well here's like to convince him like yeah you want to pay for this here's the math behind it and you show him like an economic breakdown of why this vibrator is like going to be financially beneficial for him or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then just but like you said. Make up, make up some funny numbers like compared to like gas costs this much, me yelling at you costs this much or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um, I just wrote down IP ho money. I don't know if that's funny at all. <laughs> uh, she said IPO money at some point. I just thought IP ho. It's, it's related. Uh, as a word of advice, uh, you said, you know, Something about like if your stand-up career doesn't work out, you're gonna need it or something like. Well, I meant if I'm successful, I'm probably because there's I guess there's like this joke that female stand-up comedians like just don't end up in any relationship. And that's mostly because they're hanging out with male stand-up comedians a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where I thought you might have been going with that, but you should make that explicit because it's funny and it's you see there's a lot of we're not great. Uh, <laughs> um and yeah and more i I think it's funny like just kind of like really going into the fact that you guys split the cost of the vibrator and like what what was like that venmo looking like like what was that venmo request for or like something like that Yeah, something. Egg, eggplant, eggplant. Oh, eggplant, peaches, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the new slang. Oh, eggplant robot. That's good, too. Um, eggplant robot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's what I got. Thank you. Yay, Aubrey, yay. Woo, clap wildly. That was the first time. She did a great job. Yay. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how this podcast comes out tonight. I've, I caught a cold on the way to Arkansas, and um, yesterday it came on, and then I've, I was on a plane today, and so it's like all... I, can, I can't hear anything. It's crazy. It's like I'm in an echo chamber in my own brain. This morning on the plane, I had like an out-of-body psychic experience, hallucinating, and I... And I was, because of claustrophobia and lack of sleep and all these weird things and being in a plane and, and I threw up and it was like peyote and it was like, it was, it was a crazy morning. I was like, that was a free drug trip on the plane. It was nuts. I feel a little bit, I feel a little drained from that right now. So if I sound weird, I apologize. Here we go. Your next comedian. He's been giving great comments all night. Clap your hands and a wild slappy motion for Marty Cunning. <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, I just turned 30. Hey. 
Yeah, a lot of people's like, Marty, you're getting older. Don't you worry, you got to be more mature. And I was like, I, th- I don't th- think I'm too worried about that. The bar is pretty low in my family. Uh, I was talking to my brother the other day. He's five years older than me. And uh, I asked him what time it was. And he checked uh, his watch and spilled his beer on his son. So <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. Uh, people say, Marty, you're, you're 30 now. Don't you feel old? Don't you feel a lot older? I was like, actually, not really. I'm finally starting to look my age. Because I've looked like this since I was 14 years old. And a lot of people say, like, oh, that's cool. You look like a mature young man. Like, no, 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 no. I looked like this when I was 14 years old. This Billy Madison shit doesn't fly in real life, okay? <laughs> it's tough being in high, a freshman in high school when it doesn't look like you're legally allowed within 300 feet of a high school. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I look like a substitute teacher who, like, drives a Camaro but also, like, sells kids weed that's actually oregano. You know, like... <laughs> Look like a substitute teacher who teaches a class on racism. Like not, <laughs> not the history of racism, but like how to be more racist. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson one, karaoke and the N-word. Well, they said it first, right? <laughs> Lesson two, touching hair. It's a compliment. Like, you know, stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool. My, my birthday is uh, September 25th, uh, which, of course, means that I love Christmas. September 25th, December 25th, nine months. My parents fucked on Christmas. If you guys are a little slow on the uptake, I had a very merry conception. Uh, a lot of frankincense and myrrh in the room. Uh, hopefully not three wise men. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, I don't know. Has anyone here ever done their birthday math? You have? What's your what's yours? So you're a 420 baby. Oh hell yeah, that's a good one. Also a uh, Easter baby as well, right? So for you, you're pretty sure on that one. Pretty confident on that. That's fucking. Your, your parents must be pretty goddamn cool. <laughs> uh, no one else. What's your birthday? November 29th. Uh, okay, so. Oh, shit, you're right, a leap day baby. Wow, so you're like 14 or like four four years old or whatever? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, what's, your, what's your birthday? December 5th. December 5th, so you're uh, uh, nothing too crazy there. Uh, fuck, no, nothing really good there. Sorry. <laughs> now, it's fun to do the birthday math. I got the idea from... Uh, this NFL commercial where it was like all these little kids and like they're in like different team jerseys. Like one kid's wearing a Packers jersey and he's like, I was born on November 2nd, 2001. And that's nine months after the Packers won the Super Bowl, right? So the joke of the commercial is like, these are all Super Bowl babies, right? I'm like, wow, NFL, that's pretty fucked up. Just outing all these kids as mistakes, you know? (laughs) Nobody's, anybody who's starting a family on purpose because their team won the Super Bowl, is a terrible parent. <laughs> They're just so chock full of Miller Lite and nachos. You're just like, oh, I know the economy is in like a downturn right now. And, you know, we're, our relationship's a little bit on the rocks. Oh, but did you see that fourth quarter drive from Aaron Rodgers? I think this family might really have a chance. God. The only team that's excusable for is the New England Patriots because then when you see that chiseled jawline of Tom Brady 
and that hunk of man meat, Rob Gronkowski, Eiffel Towering, that Lombardi Trophy. I think we all get a little tingly inside, right? There's uh, some kids out there that are the less fortunate. Actually, I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to do this one real quick. Uh, I've noticed one thing as I turn 30. Uh, I'm matching with a lot more women, older women on dating apps because I like hit the 30 and above age range, right? Um, and I don't know what this means, but a lot of these older women are black. I don't know why. Uh, it's like a really shitty remake of how Stella got her groove back. <laughs> like I said, of some like tall, sensual, dark uh, boy from the islands. It's like going to San Francisco to find some stocky alcoholic comedian with chronic hemorrhoids like what a shitty sequel to that movie right uh i think that's all the time i got thanks guys marty Cunny, everyone yay i loved your set yay other people can talk before me if they want but i have things i have positive things to say to you yeah i just had um one little thing and one other thing. The little thing is, um, I love the uh, substitutor uh, teaching a class on racism. When you say the, um, the, it's not even a class about racism. If you said it's about how to do racism, instead of because the what you have there is like it's a little bit longer right now. But if you if you shorten that up, it's such a it's such a good like switch. Yeah, like, I that's love that. that's good. I like that. Yeah, in general though, like play around with that wording and like it's because it's really funny. How um, to be racist? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do like the having a parallel with saying racism twice though. Yeah, that, like, uh, it's like but like figure out what works. Like that's it's like racism. yeah, how to racism. Yeah, <laughs> uh, racism for dummies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the other thing is uh, with the birthday math, like. It was funny when you said hers wasn't interesting, but you should have every. I, I'm tr- it's really hard to memorize uh, every possibility well, there. I'm could, working on it. You <laughs> could like de- find discrete checks, like March first to March, like twentieth. Yeah, there's but, some dead zones though. Like August doesn't but, have anything. And then make it up. I know yeah. that's and, my, that's my next like, thing. Is I'm gonna start making use stuff the up. Yeah. you could use like. Oh, that's D Day. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But there's like parents must be British. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like you should just write down like chunks of dates and like just yeah. And do my together. homework on that a little more. Yeah. Exactly. Or even but, historical things like. <laughs> well, well, that's where you yeah. get into having to remember 366 things, which is more difficult. So yeah, yeah. yeah chunking is I think better. But yeah. yeah. Um, I have a comment on that. Uh, first, um, you could just be say something kind of general too, like, "Oh, your parents actually like having sex with each other," something like that, right? right? Oh, yeah. Like you can. What were you planned? Boo, fucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So like, instead of like, have a couple good chunks for your crowd work, yeah. but then like, you know, just be like, "Yeah, what your par- Yeah, like write off the rest, so that way you don't have to remember all. Yeah, that's good yeah. too. Yeah, just a fallback. Yeah. Rather than eh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, okay. So I have uh, one constructive comment and then something in the middle and then some kudos and I've heard all of these jokes a ton of times from you um so the constructive comment is like when you talk about when you say your birthday math you I think you pause too long I think you should just like insult the audience a little bit and just be like you guys didn't calculate that like I'm gonna like whatever you need to do to just get to the next part where you say that your parents fucked on Christmas like you give it like four or five seconds and honestly like making people try to do math while they're drunk. Like, I don't know. Gonna, you know what I mean? Like, I think you should just jump to, you just like, you guys didn't figure that out like as fast as I did and then just jump there. But occasionally I do use, uh, if somebody does figure it out right away, they like start laughing. I'm like, found the autist. Uh, like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, and you could do that. So yeah, I'm mean, play around with that. I would say, I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Okay. Uh, middle thing, I think something that you could add to this is that you have the bit about your brother accidentally pouring beer onto his son, and then you talk about accidental babies later, the football kids, and if you could tie those together, like Ooh. your brother... <laughs> Drinking that beer and celebrating a sports game, and that's how he got. Do you know? What I, like, there's a there's probably a quick line or yeah. tag mm. to just bring it back. Like, that's uh, a good thought. Yeah, even like if you could just say, I, I don't even know. You could just like maybe name your nephew and then like say his name again. Just like, all right, little, you know what I mean? All right, little Jimmy, and it'd be like, yeah, poor two year old son Jimmy, and then you just say again, just yeah. like a, for a quick callback. Yeah, I think that would tie it together really nicely. Uh, and then my last thing is that I've heard your uh age joke where you look like you're too old since you're 14 like a, a hundred million times and your racism stuff at the end is like crazy good i've never heard you say that like i heard you say it kind of like a little bit last night but like i think you finally like that's that's what yeah it is. i've been expanding that a lot yeah so. yeah like being the substitute teacher like you get to the punch quick where you're like no like i look like i shouldn't be allowed 300 feet within a school and then you're like i look like someone who sells yeah. weed but it's actually oregano and then the two substitute teacher bits like I yeah keep, I would say keep going in that direction. It's pretty good. Okay. I've seen I've seen it evolve. So yeah, I've been thinking. Kudos on that. The one. Billy Madison line is new. I just have a couple. Uh, uh, I like the the football one. Uh, like you used to, when they get together, maybe they like uh, they smeared their body paints. You know what I mean? You know you say they get their bellies together, smear body paint. You know they put their letters or whatever. Um, uh, and I had another one, but I forgot about it. Oh well, thanks. Um, I just want to tell you the things I liked. I like the substitute teacher stuff. I love the NFL joke. I think your riffing with the audience was awesome. And the great thing about the NFL joke is that you've got a good two and a half months right now to just do it. Yeah. And even a little while after. So it's really great because it's topical and you're good at riffing. So if you get in there and you want to talk about sports with people, they'll, you know, but that really, really good stuff. Everybody clap wildly for Marty Cunney. All right, moving into the, se or not even the second half of the joke workshop. Time is marching along slowly. I need some. I need some drugs. Um, no, I like cold medication, but I don't want to stay up. You know, like when you take Dayquil and it makes you all hopped up on goofballs. I don't want to do that. Your next comedian. She's gonna make you laugh. Put your hands together for Linda Landeros. Thank you, guys. Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Linda. Um, the story of how I got my name sounds very sweet. Linda or Linda means pretty in Spanish. And before I was born, I didn't. Uh, my parents hadn't decided on a name for me. It wasn't until uh, after I was born that my dad was holding me for the first time, and he said, "Ay, qué linda," and my mom agreed, and the name stuck. Sounds sweet, right? Uh, but to me, it sounds very fucked up. Cause it sounds like the minute I was born, I was judged immediately on my looks. <laughs> Uh, I am Mexican-American, just like white people. I'm the descendant of illegal immigrants. Um, unlike white people, I acknowledge it. Um, you know, my grandparents left Mexico to escape the influx of drugs and all the violence of the cartels. Uh, and I'm really glad that they did, because if they hadn't, I wouldn't get to live in a country where I have such easy access to drugs. They're so plentiful here. Um, I uh, used to be a bilingual elementary school teacher. Um, so I taught uh, 
in English and Spanish, uh, mostly second grade, and all my students were Latino. Um, and I was very passionate about bilingual education, but you guys know that teaching is really hard, and there were many days where I was cooped up in that classroom with 30 plus Latino kids that would not stop talking, and you know what? Yeah, I want to stick those motherfuckers in cages too. I, I didn't though, I couldn't, uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, unlike the president of our country, I would lose my job. Um, two, being that I was a public school employee, I'd probably have to buy my own cages and can't afford that on a teacher's salary. So the kids were uncaged. Um, I am from Hayward. I grew up in Hayward. I live there now. Uh, and I, I really love Hayward. Hayward, only in Hayward can you get fresh tamales and oil change and bootleg DVDs all in the same grocery store parking lot. Like, you don't even got to go inside the store if you need groceries. Anything you need, there is a senora selling it outside of her 98 Dodge Caravan. Um, I, I think quinceañeras are really stupid. Uh, it's a very unpopular opinion for a Latina woman. Um, for those of you who don't know, a quinceañera is the Latino version of a sweet 16, but we celebrated a year earlier because we can't wait for our girls to be women. Um, but that's exactly my beef with it, because it's like one day you're a 14-year-old girl, and you can't do anything because you're only 14 years old, and then the next day it's your quinceañera, and just because you're 15, you're considered a woman, but you can't do any things that women do, like, drink alcohol, or vote, or drink alcohol while you vote. <laughs> Ever since the 2016 presidential election, there's no other way to vote. Um, I, um, I went from uh, being a teacher uh, to being a volunteer in the Peace Corps. And the clowns are here. Um, I, uh, I taught English in Barranquilla, Colombia. And it was fantastic because for once in my life, I got to be the American yelling at brown people to speak English. This is South America. I have one last joke um, that I thought of, and I, I love it. Um, it's a traditional one. Um, how many comedians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Three, one to screw in the bulb, one to masturbate in front of a woman, and then one to squash her career when she comes forward. Uh, it's funny because it's true. Thank you guys so much. That's my time. Linda Landeros. I was going to be like, oh, you're not too heavy handed with the feminism. But then you were at the end, which is fine. I'm a feminist too. <laughs> I, I do little hashtag me too in there. Why not? Everyone always yeah. laughs at it when you bring it up. And then people go, oh, you used hashtag me too as a punchline. And I'm like, you say it and people laugh. What am I supposed to do? Um, I enjoyed your set very much. I like that you're wearing a shirt that says Mota and isn't that like weed? Did you wear that when you were teaching? Um, that's probably that's why I don't teach no more. Yeah. I wore it to work and they're like, no. That cage joke was spot on the whole way through. It was great. It was really, really funny. And with your sort of laid back cadence, it was nice. You could just draw it out and I really enjoyed that joke. Oh, At the very end, you said, um, so the kids are uncaged. I, this is so small, but I might say the kids, this is the dumbest thing and it's so small, but say the kids are unhinged because it's just an extra play on words. Not yeah. that it's like a super punchline or anything like that because you're getting all the punches through the cages and you have yeah. to buy your own and I can't afford it. Yeah. So the kids are unhinged. So it's almost like a comment on their mental status. Yeah, as okay. Well. That's the only other thing. I, I right enjoyed on. your set very much. Right on, thank you. 
Uh, I like the objectifying, like the the baby being objectified thing was funny. Uh, you could go on more on that. Like, how else would you objectify a baby? But like, try not to make it like sexual because obviously that gets weird. But just like, like, I, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, Sorry. I don't know. I just think you could, you could expand on that a little bit more. I think it's I, th- I like the premise a lot. Okay. Um, at least you get to about the cages. Oh, uh, I just remember something about just an extra tag. Something about like how the tax write-offs for educator expenses are so ridiculously low. Like <laughs> considering how much gets spent. Like oh, yeah, I can write like twenty dollars on these cages off or something like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Just a, something you can expand on. Okay. Uh, Hayward. There aren't actually any stores in Hayward. There's just parking lots where you can buy stuff out of. Like you said, like outside of the store. Like. But what if there's just no store in Hayward? There's just parking lots that you can like transact in. What I wanted to, because like the way we grew up, like going shopping, like we would go, because there's a lot of like Latino supermarkets, and and all of, like we'd get to the parking lot, but like we'd park our car, but we wouldn't even make it inside the store because there's people. It's like fucking Tijuana, like all these ladies coming up to you, like oh tamales champurrado. There's the dudes with their uh, people selling like music CDs and stuff like that. It's like a fucking flea market sometimes. But yeah, so like. Like you're not even sure if the store has been open for 10 years because you've never actually been <laughs> we in. We didn't even realize the store shut down. Yeah, yeah. There's just oh, the market okay, outside, something yeah. like that. Okay, and then uh, the the, fi- the last joke, uh, none of the comedians were women or was it the woman screaming in the light bulb? Might be something like I she's the one it. actually getting something done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, we would have to specify the female comedian because yeah. that's how we are specified. Right, yeah. Hi. Uh, um, to, just to add to his, maybe you could say that at the end. So like yeah. you're like you you finish the joke and then you could be like, oh, the one screwing in the light bulb is the female. It's Obviously, the she's the one with the idea. Yeah. Like something like that, and people are like ah. Um, your uh, grocery store joke is good. Uh, I was gonna say maybe if you could make, I don't know if you you could try this. I don't know. Uh, make a list. Like you're like, I went to the store for this thing, like the grocery store for this thing, and I came back with like some DVDs, some tamales, some, you know what I mean? Like you could that do. That was in an early and, draft of the joke, so. Yeah, sure. okay, yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, some more comparisons maybe for your grandparents and Americans and just like what Mexican-Americans are claiming, <laughs> like what white Americans are not. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna agree with Pam. I really like your set and how like, it was kind of political, but you're so laid back that it just sneaks up, which I think is very good. Like you're like a Trojan horse. <laughs> it's yeah. very good. Um, so yeah, maybe more comparisons if you have any. I don't. I actually don't have more sure, of a direction yeah. for you than that. But I think you oh, can good, yeah. you can put a lot more in there. And then yeah, your cage joke is pretty much spot on. Because also like you say it, and everyone it's one of those things where like you say they're in cages, and everyone's like no one can say anything to you, right? Because you're a Mexican-American standing up and like sort of agreeing with Trump in that moment and everyone's like, can we... I don't know. And then you just like come back. It's good. Yeah. Nice, nice work. Thank you. Um, I would agree, though. All of that was great. I'm a teacher and that <laughs> definitely resonated. <laughs> um, I was I, I was thinking about know. the quinceanera stuff, though. That I, that there's so much there, there's right? There's more stuff like that the, I'm like still brewing on because I feel like the punchlines just aren't there yet. Like I mean, they like wear a wedding dress. Yes. Right? And yes. It's, it's basically a wedding. You have to wedding, have a date, you know? too. Yeah. you got to ask yeah. a boy to your own birthday party. Right, right, it's right. So there's, they're so fucked up. It's, it's, there's so much that, that is... Um, they serve alcohol, too. 
it's confusing it's yeah. confusing right right so like you're you're a woman but you're not so there's just so much there i think that you could make a lot of lists for I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna yeah work on that for sure yeah do you have your own did you have your own quinceanera i didn't okay i didn't maybe like uh, yeah maybe get something something really messed up that happened like a cousin or something uh, also, just for your information, Marty has a quinceanera joke. That's all. He's <laughs> that's all like similar. I mean, I love going to them. I just didn't want to have one. <laughs> cool. Well, all right. Thank you. Clap that, your oh, hands. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Clap your hands together for Linda Landeros. All right, your next comedian coming up on the joke workshop. Keep. Being engaged, paying attention, and taking notes. She's been giving great comments to everybody. Clap your hands together in this wild, slappy-like motion for Jay Robinson. Oh, hey. (laughs) I'm just going to hold this. Um, Okay, so I was talking to my roommate the other day, and she told me she wanted to live forever. Uh, So to do this, she's saving up money to have her body cryo-frozen, and have a digital copy made of her brain. She told me this when we were in an Uber XL, and there were three other people in the car. Uh, Two out of those three other people were also already considering the same exact procedures. Uh, So this is why people hate San Franciscans. Uh, I I was actually thinking about that procedure, but I just don't think my brain should be on the internet, so I don't want people to troll my thoughts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like my Uber drivers a little dangerous. Uh, the other night I called an Uber to get somewhere and uh, they matched me up with someone named Willard, so I canceled. <laughs> uh, I like like I want my like I want to arrive at brunch in like a Grand Theft Auto like fashion, right? Like as soon as I close the door, you need to take off. I need to fear for my life because I'm already 15 minutes late. <laughs> so. Uh, I like a like a young, like twenty four year old Vladimir or Ahmed to be my Uber driver. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, so uh, I don't know why, but I've been paying a lot of attention to uh, Will Smith on the internet because he like created an Instagram account and now he has twenty five million followers. And so Jada Pinkett Smith, by proxy, has a bunch of followers as well because he posts her. <laughs> That's all he does. Uh, but she had this quote where she said, um, to be in love is to prepare to be devastated. So I've decided that I don't want to be in love. I would like to be in like, so that I can only suffer minor damages. Um, And then I just want to go to like a boozy brunch weekend with my friends and hop right back on Bumble. So that's my plan. Um, Okay, (laughs) this is going to be rough. (laughs) I used to work for a clean energy company. Uh, that's just something I did. I used to work for a clean energy company and it's interesting because I'm from Missouri and like we don't always care about like recycling and like climate change. Like there's still, you know, I'm from the area of the country where there's like coal people, coal miners, is that what we call them? Coal people. And I just think it's interesting because there's like a lot of Trump supporters in like Missouri and like the South, just like a ton. And categorically, they do not believe in climate change but climate change is already affecting them. That's why there's so many rednecks. Uh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. Uh, Okay. 
let's see. Uh, so I recently broke up with my boyfriend. Um, it was sad, but uh, I feel like more importantly, like we let everyone down because we were the original American taboo couple. Uh, he was white and I was black, but his white was like Irish and Jewish, so like a lower white. Um, but I feel like we let everyone down because I feel like everyone expected us uh, to solve all the world's racial problems by like by having these little like tan green-eyed babies uh, that would like that would do that that would solve the world's racial problems while not getting sunburnt. Um, and now I just feel like his little babies are gonna grow up and like deny my little babies like car loans and health insurance. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Thanks. Oh, damn. Jay Robinson. That's a great joke to end on. Uh, stay up there. Um, I, I, I enjoyed all your jokes. I think that you could, the only thing I could suggest is that you say coal people and you could throw in something like maybe you call them black people or it's wait at San Francisco you call them African Americans but no but they're yeah. white people I mean I, I don't know I just thought if there's anything to play with that's like the only thing I could like find in there lungs and, of color what they're the black lungs not the black lungs the lungs of color lungs of PC. color they don't get black oh, lungs they get lungs of color uh, wow L- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lungs of oh. color Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I don't understand why the. I mean, I chuckled at the cryogenic joke, and I think I understand it. It's just that they're so rich and they don't know what else to do, so they're going to freeze themselves. Is yeah. that the joke? I think it's wrapped up in like privilege and pretentiousness and money. I okay. think it's all of those things. Uh, just like, I'm going to save up. I'm going to pay 30 grand to have my body frozen. Like, it's like technology. At the intersection of privilege, right. which you is kind of you didn't mention thirty grand. Yeah, thirty grand. Wow, I thought maybe I'll <laughs> yeah. sign up. Yeah, you guys, the median salary in in St. Louis, Missouri, is twenty nine thousand dollars a year. No one is getting their body cryo frozen there. <laughs> yeah, but no one in St. Louis, Missouri, should be getting their body cryo frozen. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, unless we want to eat it later, unless we want some good steaks. There's some big people. Uh, we could cannibalize. The cannibalism maybe I can this. put that in there. <laughs> Racist pops. Uh, <laughs> Uh, mention 30,000 that'd help me okay mention how much it costs because then that makes sense because if they're taking an uber xl is that a good uber or a bad uber that's a that's a big uber oh so there's just a bunch of people and that's when my roommate decided to tell me something totally off the wall but the thing is that that that's what the juxtaposition is is that there's a lot of people in there that means that you're saving money by being in a big group and and that she's saving to get that 30,000 to get herself cryogenic like because you can even ask her why are you why are we taking this why are we taking an uber pool and she's like because i'm saving to get my body cry frozen yeah (laughs) you know okay something like that okay that, that helps me understand the joke more uh, yeah, great set. Uh, a lot of lot of fun. I think those are new jokes. Um, I think on the the cryogenic, I think one kind of fun way you could go with it potentially is like, like why, like why, you know, you could be like, why do you want to be alive? Like you spent all day Saturday like doing some dumb shit kind of oh, thing. You know, it's like, God, you, like so you know, and then. Um, <laughs> Uh, one other thing, I like the Willard thing. That's a that was a very fun. I kind of wanted to get like a brief picture of like what you picture as a Willard, like a bald guy with like a 
dead bird in his backseat of his like tan van. I don't know, just like some yeah. like like because everyone's like, oh yeah, Willard, that guy's a fucking weirdo. But it'd be really fun if you just gave like the exact like what that is. Um, and then your uh, last joke, you're like, ah, like you know, our babies are gonna solve the sh- the you know like racial problems. I think it'd be funny also if you kind of like shat on your ex boyfriend a little bit, be like, I've seen this guy you know like do this dumb thing. Like his kids are not gonna solve shit. You know. Um, so yeah, but I, I like fun fun new ideas. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're working with your corn joke already, right? Yeah. Calling him a dumbass. Like, if you're using that one at the same time, it could be like a callback. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> and then also, <laughs> Thanks, on, that, on that same topic, that same joke, uh, I mean, maybe this isn't something you'd want to do, but you could play up on this Jewish-Irish stereotypes. Like you say, oh, they're going to deny him like like medical insurance or car bills or something. Oh, wait, he's Jewish-Irish. He's going to get turned down for a drink or he's going to get denied like a home loan or something like that. Mm, okay. Uh, getting, I don't I just wrote, getting rid of ozone just in Missouri to kill those people first. I think something along <laughs> those lines. It's like that's what, the, that's what like your clean energy was. It was like developing a way to do that i don't know they're uh, nice people out there they really are <laughs> yeah but her, they're, they're, a lot fa- of her, they're fake nice <laughs> they're, they're pretty, but at least they smile at you and make eye contact in the in the grocery yeah. store well a lot of her set is also shitting on missouri so right yeah yeah uh more of that but then also just you said like you don't want people from the internet controlling your brain um, just to give an example of like things they would do, they like they name it like Brainy McBrain Brain or something like that. Okay. Just I don't know. I'll play with that idea. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. With with the cryogenic thing, I was thinking like the same thing he said. Like I thought you were gonna say she wants to get it saved, but meanwhile she's doing like lines of coke or something. I don't know what she gets oh, up to. Oh, that's good. But like any any sort of unhealthy shit that she does, it doesn't really make sense. Why oh, she's doing that's that. good. Doing uh, meth yeah. because it's cheaper exactly than coke. That like freeze the cirrhosis in her liver or whatever she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> what is she? Um, oh, that's so good. And then um, also I liked when you described him as like a, a lower form of white and I was thinking like, like what? Like eggshell white? Or like what would be on that color wheel? Like what are the other types Ooh. of white that might be like a, a yeah. different version? If I did like a higher white and name some of those countries Trump named, could I do that? Could that be a good? <laughs> Slovenia or Slovakia? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Thought it was good. Thanks. Clap your hands together for Jay Robinson. Uh, Can someone throw me the book that's, um, I don't have the rest of the list. Thanks, just toss that this way. Thank you so much. Your next comedian. What a funny lady she has. She's got, she has a lot of upcoming shows. You guys are gonna love her right now. Put your hands together for Rachel D. Oh, Jay just left. I was just going to say, she and I have so much in common. We were both born in misery. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) St. Louis. Woo. Uh, I have to say, guys, I am really tired of pulling oversized condoms out of my hoo-ha. All y'all can't be magnums, right? And I mean, I get it. I'm trying to understand. It must be hard to stand in the condom aisle and judge your manhood against small, medium, and magnum, right? So I was wondering, maybe that's why you guys don't enjoy wearing them. I don't know. I, I don't enjoy wearing a bra that doesn't fit well. But when I get a bra that fits well, when I'm fitted, I don't mind wearing it so much. So maybe we need to figure out a new way of sizing condoms. 
You know, bras have two sizes, right? They have the cup size and they have the band size. So maybe we need like a length size and a girth size. Maybe if you were communicating, you were wearing a six double D, that would make more sense, right? All right, so your average length, but daddy's packing a spark plug, right? And then bras, they have all kinds of enhancements. You know, we have bras that push up. Maybe we could have a condom that pulls up. I don't know. Boutiques for bras, we get to go, we get sized, and it's kind of a fun experience. I'm wondering if we could have some type of situation for y'all. You can go in, there'll be a fluffer, some porn, some feet. I hear you guys like feet. Get your, get your condom sized right, and then maybe you won't mind wearing it so much. I don't know, something I'm thinking about. Also, oh, I tried Ethiopian food for the first time. Anybody had Ethiopian food? Yeah, I, I, I would recommend don't. Uh, I, I don't understand Ethiopian food. I was under the impression that they didn't have food. So when I was, <laughs> I was asked to go have Ethiopian food, I was okay, fine, I was down. But we went into this Ethiopian restaurant and I only saw two types of people people who have not had Ethiopian food, and people who were trying to impress people who had not had Ethiopian food. <laughs> Nowhere did I see Ethiopians, except for maybe in the kitchen eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, <laughs> we left, we, we left Ethiopia for the cheeseburgers. No, I don't know. That's all I got, that's all I got for today, thanks. <laughs> Rachel D, everyone, Rachel D. I love Ethiopian food. You didn't like it, the injera bread? You don't like eating with your fingers? You know what? I was thinking about that, the injera bread. Like, I know that that's like the national food of Ethiopia, and I don't want to shit on it, but it kind of reminded me of like if a sponge and cheesecloth had a baby. Yeah. That doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> it's like a crumpet. It's like a really big, thin crumpet. You got to get the... the the uh, the raw beef with the beery beery it's so spicy and it's a it's a beef tartare uh -huh. and it's so good and they've got these weird like dolls D A L you know like the stuff yeah, that's the almost lentils. like Indian it just yeah like a whole bunch of like shades of brown mush yeah and you got to <laughs> eat it with the bread it's so weird and it's in their in their culture you actually feed the your loved ones so you it's like it's just weird you just have to be sort of into like people's fingers and not worry about it mm -hmm. which I could see how you'd think is pretty gross yeah. I would go into those reasons though of why exactly you were like I think it, it was the good with there are people that are trying to impress people by saying look this is Ethiopian food mm -hmm. but like explain a little more in depth like why that why it freaked you out okay like because the, the first thing I go to is the hands I'm like I don't know where their hands have been and I'm supposed to share this food with them and all our hands together right now really it was just all shades of brown yeah so like brown piles that. of mush yeah know, brown so piles of mush yeah okay yeah, um, uh, I have a little tag on there. Uh, when they said, oh, they asked me if I wanted to go to Ethiopian food, you're like, yeah, sure. I wasn't that hungry anyway. So, ah! you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I liked your, um, the other thing, this is, this is something I realized I was in Costco the other day. This goes on your, your condom joke. Yeah. Guys' collared shirts make no sense. There's like 15 and a half, 15, 16, 17 and a half, long, not long. So they've got these totally confusing collared shirt things that are totally impossible. That no, I asked four people that worked at Costco if they could figure out which size shirt it should be, and no one could have any idea. So like they have all these weird confusing sizes for all kinds of things, but they can't figure out what size condom they're wearing. <laughs> like, come on, guys. 
their pants even, right? Like, I wear a 32-34 or a 34-36 or whatever they do. Yeah, I was thinking of more like, like it's sort of like a equality thing too. Like, why, why are condoms, why are condoms so simply sized when everything else is not? Right. <laughs> um, and at first, I don't. When you were saying we were both born in Missouri, yeah, I thought you said we were both born in misery. I did. Oh, you did say that. Oh, never mind. That's how that I pronounce it, because <laughs> oh. that's what it is. Well, then, phenomenal. Thank that's you. What I, <laughs> awesome. And then um, with the condoms. I, guess, I thought it'd be funny if you would try and like come up names for like what insecure guys would want the condoms to be named. So like the smallest size would be like, I don't know, like, ouch, it's too big. And then the next one's like, oh, this hurts. And the last mm. one's like, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what, what insecure guys would want Yeah, because there's be only, yeah, there's only the cool name for the big Small one, right? Like Mr. Right. Ah! Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Mr. Personality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. I really liked how uh, you were, you talked about them judging their manhood while they're at like the convenience store or whatever. I would want to see kind of like a, an act out of what happens when they run into somebody they know. Mm. You know, I know like, I always go to the CVS where I know nobody is going to go. And I don't know, running into somebody that they know or maybe like uh, they run into a girl. Like the thought process of a guy who's like selecting condoms, I would love to hear you kind of act that out. Okay. Uh, One more, uh, like if you go to buy one at at like a a pharmacy, uh, you're directed like if it's a drug um, to see the pharmacist and then he has to measure you or some shit like that. Oh, you're buying a condoms? You're going to have to see the pharmacist. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of want to go the other way though. Like I really, like I just, I like the idea that guys don't like wearing them and so like maybe it's because they don't fit well and so if we could figure out a way for, you know what I mean? I don't know. I had a thought on that. Uh, maybe, um, or when you started that joke, I thought of like women's clothing and how like I'll go like purposely to brands that I know size their clothes are I wear a smaller vanity size. Sizing. Vanity sizing, exactly. yeah, vanity yeah. sizing. I love only pants because I wear a smaller size there. Maybe we should just but maybe we need all to, be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the small ones need to be called Magnum and then the medium ones, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Vanity easy. sizing for condoms. Yes. A like couture it. four is is actually a seven. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, all the numbers, they're so dumb. Uh, yay okay, cool, for your you. new ideas, Rachel D. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Your next comedian has an almost unpronounceable name from the way it looks here. It looks like Mizbah Haig. Yay! Did I do okay? Did I butcher your name? No, you actually got it right. Sweet. Yeah, I thought you were going to try to pronounce my last name. That's Haku. Ha uh, Haku. Yeah. But Mizbah! Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, my name is Miz, that's for short, and uh, I'm originally from Philly. Um, you guys, when I first moved out here, I'm like, man, these people are so friendly out here. And it made sense to me the second that I had your avocado and toast, you know? And I mean, have you guys ever had a a sandwich from Philly before? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it will kick the shit out of every organ that you have, right? It'll fight you from the inside. Um, you know, I used to be a tiny brown man. And so, uh, I started working out and uh, I think I'm giving off the wrong vibe because people tell me that I now look like a well-nourished version of Gandhi. 
you know. Um, when I first moved out here, uh, I ended up with a Russian roommate who was 375 pounds and six foot five. And this guy was so Russian, man. He had a thick beard, long hair. Uh, I asked him what his name was, and it was John. I was like, are you serious? Um, but the only time that I think I've seen this guy fully dressed is when he came outside to get me for the first time. Because as soon as we went inside the house, he starts stripping down to his underwear. He looks up at me and he goes, it's hot. I hope this is okay with you. I was like, okay. Uh, working on that one. Hold on. Um, yeah, he also had this... Uh, oh, wait. No, I was going to say, that's when I realized how bougie Marin County is, right? Because my, my rent included a male Russian stripper. Um, he also had this 16-year-old chihuahua named Rico Chihuahua. And he was the meanest, nastiest dog that I had ever seen. You know, he'd be over in the corner taking a poo, looks over at me and goes, I hope this is okay with you. The worst is when Rico was sick, though, you know, because you he would get really worked up. John would be like, Rico not feeling well. Rico, don't die on me, motherfucker. Like, this guy talked to his dog the same way my girlfriend would talk to me. He'd be like, eat, motherfucker, eat. Good boy, good boy. And don't forget to lick the bowl. Um, yeah, he, uh, uh, we had really some awkward moments. He would walk around the house in his underwear. And so when he was in the kitchen, um, <clears throat> he would be kind of blocking the whole doorway. And so if I wanted to kind of make my way through, I had to like really shimmy my way through or else I would startle him. And uh, as I was making my way through, one of my worst fears kind of came to life. Uh, he started backing up. And I was like, oh, my God. This is going to be my last memory. Being suffocated by a 375-pound Russian man while I'm standing here with nothing but an erection. Um, yeah, he. Uh, we would try to sit down and watch movies from time to time. Um, you know, Rocky came on once. I'm from Philly, and I, I love the Rocky series. He was like, we're not going to watch piece of shit movie. There's no way Rocky beat Russian. I was like, come on, man. Rocky's great. He's like, no, even Rico don't like it. I was like, okay. Um, there was one time where uh, his mom was over. She was a sweet woman, but uh, she didn't speak English, and she started kind of giving me blessings every so often. Like, she would just start making hand signals around my my head. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, started giving hand signals around my head. And uh, you would hear John over in the corner. He'd be like, uh, he'd, he'd be like, Ma, Uncle Putin is on the phone. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. Um, all right, that's all I got. I'm still working on this Russian thing. Thanks. Miz! With this Russian accent. I think it's a good Russian accent. Really? Yeah, okay. I think it's good enough. I mean, I think the voice is fine. I would uh, maybe do more with your body because I know that I can tell now that you're a physical workout kind of guy. You can do your stuff or whatever. Um, but I think the accent was good. I don't know other people. Um, yeah, I was gonna say maybe like you say uh, he's he was so Russian he owned more tracksuits than I do or something like that. No. I just say that because you were wearing one. <laughs> um, uh, and then the other one you were talking about he like when he's feeding his dog yes yes and you just kind of capped it with the whole um, don't forget to lick the bull and you <laughs> could take it further when he's oh yes yes lick the bull lick the bull clean something like that you know just take it up and a notch on that. Okay, thank you. That's it. All right, guys. Thank you. Clap your hands together, buddy. Miz! 
Yeah, we got some jazz in the fills today, everybody. Um, if you're listening, I'm I'm so out of it, you guys. I apologize. It's I've been sick for the past two days, and I was flying around, and it was crazy. But it, it really was good. I um I got the opportunity to do uh real comedy at a real club in the Midwest, and I didn't think they'd like me, and actually they did. I did just fine. So I was very proud of myself. Thank you. Yay! I got paid. I had a good time. I stayed in the comedy condo, and they um they want to have me back, which would be so neat because. The, yeah, the loony bit is actually four clubs. And so what they do is they have you do a week in each of the clubs. And so I'd be gone for like a month and you stay in the comedy condos. It's really fun. It's kind of like summer camp. And you meet all these other comedians that are there for your show. Anyway, I thought it was fun. Other people would be like, oh, it's gross and weird. But I had a good time in Arkansas. Your next comedian looks kind of like one of the people from Arkansas. No, he's just he's just tall. He's not fat like they are. But um, he he's a big, tall drink of water. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Peter Ballmer. Ooh, oh. Hey, congrats, Pam. That's awesome about the loony bin. That's super cool. It's always good to get club work. I wouldn't know, but that's awesome. Um, guys, I think people are getting weirder these days. I think people are weirder than they used to be. And I think the reason this is the internet, because it allows people to find other people out there like them when it doesn't seem like they may exist. Like, before the internet, if you were the kind of person who was like, every day I like to wake up at four in the morning, look myself in the mirror, rub olive oil on my nipples, and go... You probably wouldn't talk about it a whole lot, and you wouldn't know anybody else to do it, does that. But now, that person is four clicks away, always, from 50,000 other people who are like, yeah, dude, we do that shit too. But we use French onion dip. Uh, you guys like to do any weird shit? Anybody here? No? All right, everyone just goes to work, eats a sandwich, and goes home. I get it. That's fine. I, I'm kind of a weird guy myself. I'm kind of a weird... I like to do some weird things. One weird thing that I like doing is... Uh, and you could take this life hack home with you. Is I like to peel my fingernails off, and I like to use them to floss. Pretty gross. Yeah, some James Bond villain kind of shit. I know. And you can hate, but I had a dentist appointment last week, and zero fillings. So, you know, what's up? Just kidding. I had two feelings. I don't brush my teeth super well. That's not, I'm not great at that. But, um, I don't know. I, like the dentist is, I don't, I don't trust the dentist. Is that, is that even like a real, real thing? Does anybody know if that's not just like a guy? Cause you go in and the, the, you, you go in and they're like, Hey, wear these sunglasses and lay down while we scratch your teeth with a metal rod and ask you questions for an hour. You need insurance and a lot of money to get this done. And I'm like, what the fuck? I got the fillings. I got the fillings and I asked my dentist. So it was like, hey, Dr. Dentist, um, how long do fillings last? And he was like, ah, don't worry about it. Fillings last a super duper long time. I was like, That's not quite the number I was looking for. Uh, I don't know what super duper means. Also, where did you go to school or did you just walk in here? Seems bad. Uh, I've been living in San Francisco. It's better than the, you know, I've been, uh, whatever. I don't know. Cool. Uh, I've been living in San Francisco for a year. This next joke's about the doctor. So I was like, maybe I could transition from the dentist to the doctor. But I lost that in the middle. So uh, I've been living in San Francisco for about a year, and it's mostly cool. Uh, sometimes people, I think, are too laid back. Uh, it could be a little bit less laid back. Like, I went to the doctor recently, and I got pretty good report. 
back uh, my bill of health. It was just uh, one thing. He asked me, he asked me, he's like, all right, uh, so do, do you ever smoke cigarettes? And I was like, uh, yeah, I probably smoke, you know, a cigarette every two months, which is, of course, rounded down. And uh, he's like, all right, that's pretty low, but we're going to want to get it even lower. I was like, all right, sir. Uh, and he was like, all right, do you smoke marijuana? And I was like, yeah, about six days a week, which is also rounding down. Um, and he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, well, uh, that's fine. I actually prescribe marijuana to my patients sometimes, so don't worry about it. And I was like, I think I think you're wrong. I think smoking weed every day is probably a little bad for you. Um, just like if I went to a doctor in Alabama and told him I smoke weed every day, he'd probably tell me that I'm going to die. So... Well, medical professionalism would go a long way. Uh, did I have other things to say? I don't think I did. No. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Peter Palmer, everybody, tonight with all the energy, bringing you all the energy here. Xing hao han chai. I love that joke. I'm just sorry. I love that joke where you speak Chinese. Ah, okay. Uh, but I really love that dentist stuff. You said something really funny like, are they real? Are they real guys? Like I, I don't. Know, I thought that just the idea of a dentist. Are they real? And I feel like the, try to take that farther. Yeah, because yeah, you had a couple either. of them at the top, but I kind of got lost in the middle of my set. I don't know yeah. what's going on, but yeah, they give you nitrous. They've got like weird drugs on hand. They yeah. want to pull your teeth out. Like they're they're weird. They and the asking questions I thought was really funny. That question they want to talk to you for an hour and a half when you they know you can't answer. That's like yeah. torturous. Oh yeah, nobody flosses. Everyone's lying. 100%, you're telling me. <laughs> but I, I really, I enjoyed the, the dentist premise, and I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Dentist premise. Um, uh, I was thinking maybe you were talking about the doctor. He said, oh, it's fine if you smoke weed. And like maybe he's like, uh, later on, he asked me if I was holding. There we go. Because he wants to smoke weed. Everyone wants to smoke weed. Same thing she said about the dentist thing. It was just... Recently, I was looking for a dentist, and it's annoying. You're trying to find some sort of, like, Yelp for dentists that doesn't exist, and it is. It's like shooting in the dark. Yeah. yeah so I don't know if there's some dentist Yelp joke. Fuck the dentist. Well, Fuck everyone yelps when they're at the dentist. <laughs> You're in my mouth. Ow. It hurts. Yeah, I was thinking about, yeah, the dentist is great. Uh, I was thinking about, like, you know, chiropractors are also like, are you really a doctor? <laughs> I don't know if there's something in, like, do they go are to the same school? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, shoot, chiropractors was it? of the mouth. Chiropractors, yeah. yeah, maybe. Like, fun. I mean, yeah. they're also cracking teeth. I don't know. Just moving shit around. Yeah, yeah um, maybe. I don't know. Um, just made me think my, my dentist used to be an English teacher. And so I, I was just, why do you become a dentist? I don't know. Just yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yay! Peter Bomber. I'm just impressed he brought all the high high energy for you guys today. He's like, what did I do up there? Up in the bow. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Nick Holb Holkey. I can never remember which one it is. Yay! Tall drink of water. Hokey. It's a K, not an H. I should yeah, trust kinda, you. That's kind of my handwriting's a little gross. But it's not. This not your first time here, so I should have memorized it by now, and that's my bad. It's only been a couple. I tend to. I tend to have like two months stints without coming here. Ah. So understand. You're like the poor man's Paul Conyers. <laughs> huh? I don't know who Paul Conyers He's another is. tall comic. 
Okay. Huh? He's I'll another tall comic. It's it's a it's a compliment. Thank I'll you. I'll start your time now. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you. So thanks for hanging out, the people that are still here. Um, I so I watched a lot of porn as a kid. Probably too much. I could um, I could very easily name more porn stars than presidents pretty pretty quickly. I feel like our current president could probably do that too. Probably with a bit more intimate detail. But um, it was tough watching porn. I mean, back in my day, I'm not that old, but back in my, today everyone's got the iPhones, you got Wi-Fi on planes, you could jerk off in a plane bathroom if you wanted to. For me, we just had the family computer, which was a centrally located device that you could only access via stealth missions in the middle of the night. It was tough. And in my house, we had uh, hardwood floors. So I'd put on socks and sort of glide out there like Apollo Ono in the middle of the night, just sort of silently approach it, making sure no one was there. And the way my house was set up was kind of an L. So my parents are here, computer is here. And once my parents get down the hallway to here, they have a direct line of sight to whatever I'm watching. So to combat this, I would wear a giant blanket around me that would kind of block the view of what was happening. But I would have this on regardless of if it was summer, however hot it was. So there was a time in the middle of summer, my mom came out, it's like 90 degrees. She's like, Nick, what are you doing? Why do you have this blanket on, it's super hot. I'm like, don't worry about it, mom. She's like, well, you're sweating, what are you doing? Uh, hang on, I, I lost where I was going with that one. Point is, a lot of porn watching, poor cover-ups. Um, so this is probably when I was like 13, and there's a point where, you know, I'm not really talking to girls at this stage, terrified of girls, but desperately, desperately want to know what does a vagina feel like. So I take to the internet like any kid would, and sort of search for like some sort of DIY vagina kit that you can find somewhere on like, I was probably on like Ask Jeeves. And basically the internet told me to, uh, get a plastic bag, put some lotion in it, put that between some sofa cushions and go to town. So I did what any young teen would. I waited till the family was out of town and I, uh, I'm deciding if I should say had sex with my couch, but I don't think couches can really consent. I think if I'm being honest, I'm pretty sure I rate my couch, but you guys should have seen the way it was dressed. Those throw pillows. Ooh, it was, I didn't have a choice. And and after, like, I feel like a lot of guys, when guys masturbate, I can't speak for women, but for guys, a lot of the times, there is that sort of moment of shame, like, oh, God damn it, I've got shit to do. There's always more cleanup. You're like, I ah, fucking hit my diploma or whatever, you come on. It's a mess. But so for me, when I was done that time, I felt the very unique shame of a couch rapist, which I feel like a lot of people don't get to know. Um, and then after that, you know, now I've got like a furniture fetish or whatever. And uh, much to the confusion of my friends on my birthday, they're like, so what strip club does Nick want to go to? He's like, uh, he just wants to go to Ikea. He said there's a lot of Swedish sluts over there. You walk in, I'm just making it rain on a Sklergen couch or whatever the fuck it is. Um, you ring the thingy, right? The clown horn. So what does that give me, like a minute? Um... Let's see. So, has anyone else ever um, 
farted and thought they got a text. Like a very, like a very small one, and you sort of like confuse the vibration for your phone. It's happened to me twice, and it's as depressing as you think it would be. It was like a Friday, I was trying to find some plans, and then it's just like a little, and you sort of pull it up, you're like, friendship? You're like, ah, just gassy again. It's a very sad, lonely, lonely moment. And uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got. Thanks. Nick Holke! Yay! You've got some microphone problems. You want to make sure you keep it right at your Dude, face. I, I can't figure it out. I yeah. want to move my hands so much. And I don't just want to leave it here. Right. Well, it's too low. Too. If you have it that low yes. down, it's too far away from your mouth. So, so what, do I, what, what a, do I do? Because it's something I think about every time. A lot of people, a, a lot of people, place. the way that you sort of practice is you rest it on your chin. Like you just kind of like, like, there you go. Nuzzle in there. And then just, yeah. And then just leave it there. And then once you get used to that, you can take it away. Okay. Because also if you switch hands, which you can do in accents, you want to make sure that you keep the microphone by your mouth. And okay. so, and over time you'll get it like the right, how you like to, to deal with it. But the people usually just rest it on their chin if they're nervous about okay. sound quality. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. The sofa cushion thing is so funny. And then you say the throw pillows and throw pillows have tassels. Oh, like little nipple tassels. Yeah, tassels. That's, I thought that was good, cute. Yeah. Thank and um, I loved all that stuff about Ikea, the furniture fetish, you know, Swedish sluts. I think that's all nice alliteration. Do you warm the lotion? Do I like microwave it? You, you just put the lotion in the bag and then the bag in the cushion. So yeah, you get warm yeah. the lotion. That's it. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were going to, because that's the thing is if you're like, how does it feel like a real vagina? And it's like, oh, yeah. it would probably be warm. Probably. Yeah. No, my internet research didn't quite get into that back in the day. It was a really, really great story and I laughed really hard at it. So keep telling that until it, you know, you work through all the crevices. Right. <laughs> Thanks. I think I think that yeah, there's a lot there. Um, I think that there could be like maybe maybe it didn't work out the first time you tried or the second time. Like maybe there were some accidents that happened. Right. Maybe like yeah. P- Pam was would maybe think of like maybe you microwaved it too much and <laughs> burned. Yeah, I don't know. Like right. you know, like and then I was thinking about the cleanup too. So so kind of like a you throw a party and your parents are out of town and then you have to clean up, but there's like telltale signs yeah, I don't know like you had to flip the cushion some, some friendly or, fire right, for right. sure yeah so, there's, so yeah. There's, a, there's a lot there to like maybe mess with I don't know um, what was the other thing I don't know I can't anybody else I'm trying to think you were saying you had a furniture fetish. I was that you could say something like uh, furniture polish still gives me wood. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Like, uh, That's pretty puntastic. Thank you. That's good. Polish that wood. Yeah. Yeah, there, uh, there's a lot of puns in there. That's fair enough. I mean, there could even be an act out. <laughs> I just, it's really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely, I'm afraid of act. Not for acting out, it's like a whole nother deal well the qu- trying to figure out how to hold this mic okay. the question <laughs> is right, yeah. the question is position wise are you kneeling on the couch and you're going at the the back cushions or are you I are you, well, I mean, are you laying down on the couch down. no it's like you've got like the sofa here i'm right. like facing the sofa oh, oh so it's like 
in between cushion and couch. Oh, okay. Is where I enter the. But uh, then, the so picture. you're on your knees. So you're on your yes. knees in front of the couch. Yes. Okay. Correct. Wow. Yeah. How did you figure that? Like, even like, how did you figure out which cushion or which two cushions? Like, I there's a lot. I was, I was an innovative, horny, horny young teenager that wasn't going to let logistics stand in my way. Yeah. So I don't, and maybe you have like a picture of I like. Oh, I hundred percent. Yeah, like a laptop. A Carmel oh, like, oh, yeah, laptop. Was it YouTube? Like, did you? Have <gasps> no, I had I had like point of. POV porn there. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so I figured out I figured out what I was gonna say earlier is that while you're fucking the couch, you should do an act out, but just say all the porn names. Name as many Hmm. porn names as you can. Like at the beginning where you said I could could name more I can rattle through porn names. You can be like fucking the couch and be like just say name black Lexus Tech. Yeah, I could I could do it for you if you want. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That would be a really funny list. That's, that's what, good. That's what I wanted to. Yeah, it was. Uh, what is? What specifically is? Um, uh, couch rape shame. Like, how is that different? Um, or, or what is that? Like, maybe. I could, in all honesty, I don't know. I don't know if I could delve into okay. the details. I just thought that was kind of like a funny combination of words. Yeah. And that it also is kind of true. Like, I don't know. Normally, as a dude, sometimes you like jerk off. You're like, uh. But, but it's still this, there I, too, I right? I just like had sex with an inanimate object. I was like, what the fuck was that? I mean, usually, like rapists and don't then, have to see their victims over and over right. again. But yours is in that living room. <laughs> Normally, you don't have to like sit on your victim with your family to watch a movie like, right? or like, something <laughs> afterwards. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm yeah. sorry, lazy boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. It's staring it's at right. you. Right. 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 Like watching a movie with my parents yeah. and I'm crying. Like, why are you crying? It's Airbud. I'm like, there's just a lot going on in this room. <laughs> Ethan yeah. Allen is so upset. Thank you. That's, I like that a lot. Yeah, the couch never looked at you the same, right? That's right. Couches do kind of have eyes if you... Any, but yeah, thank you. Yay, put so your hands together awesome. for Nick Holke. Yay. All right, we have one last comedian for you tonight. Thanks for sticking around here at the Joke Workshop. Keep slapping those hands together for Jason, Jacob Blager. Uh, all right, thanks. Jacob Blazer, thanks. Yes, indeed, like the truck. Uh, so, yeah, I'm getting older. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I know I'm getting older. I was watching this Victoria's Secret commercial the other day. Teenage girls in lingerie jumping on the bed. You know, feathers everywhere, pillow fight. I know I'm getting old because my first thought is, what a fucking mess. You know, it's like a shitty sleepover. I'm like, ladies, you're cleaning this up and it's lights out at 10. You know, like I said, I'm getting old. I got uh, two teenage kids. Uh, They're mean. Teenagers are mean. They got this new thing now. They like to make fun of dad and the way he looks. Yeah, started mild. My son's like, uh, Dad, you look like a hipster superhero or supervillain. Sorry, I misspoke. Hipster supervillain. Uh, you know, I thought it was kind of funny, you know. And then he went to the next level. He's like, uh, you look like Edward Norton from American History X if he had uh, AIDS. Yeah. So, well, the shaved head. It's hard to tell. It works better when I'm not wearing a beanie. Let me tell you that. Uh, and then my daughter, she thinks she's funny. She's got to top them. She's like, no, you look like uh, um, I'm having a brain fart right now. Jeez. Oh, you look like Heisenberg from Breaking Bad if he actually died of cancer. So, yeah, they're, you know. Teenagers are mean. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, like I said, I'm getting older. Uh, I went to the doctor. had a physical a while back. 
<clears throat> he told me, uh, I told him it burns when I pee. He said, you got a low-grade UTI there, you know. He said, just drink some cranberry juice, listen to some R. Kelly, you'll be all right. So I've been doing that all day. Yeah. He also told me, I told him I, I knew it wasn't a, a STD because it had been a while since I had sex, quite a while, as a matter of fact. He said, yeah, I'm a virgin again. You know, he said, uh, uh, full circle there. So my hymen is back and intact. Ladies, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I try and get out more, try and date. It's not easy. I dated a girl uh, I met at the gym. We went on to dinner. Uh, we ordered a really nice restaurant. We got the appetizer, ordered us. She ordered a 16-ounce steak, decadent dessert. And I go, gosh, how do you put away all these calories and look this good? And she's like, I saved up all week. It's my cheat day. So we go out drinking, dancing. We go at the End Up Club, you know, have a good time. Back at my place for a little sexual shenanigans. And uh, about 5.30, she starts leaving. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, God, I got to go get my husband. I'm like, you're fucking married? And she's like, it's all right. I saved up all year. It's my cheat day. So I'm not seeing her anymore until next year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this whole immigration thing has got me kind of uh, miffed, I guess. Like, you know, this organization ICE, they can take children away from their parents, put them in cages. I just want to be, damn, ICE, you're so cold. It's like, you know, you never, you never know where it'll end up, you know. They can take my kids, your kids. I'm just saying with ICE, it's a slippery slope. So, yeah, I was born American. Uh, I identify Canadian recently. I used to be, yes, we can. And now I'm like, yes, we can. Canadian. Yeah, I'm headed north. That's what I'm a boot. So, uh, yeah, you know, I was reading this article the other day. Scientists have discovered this scent molecule that releases a chemical uh, that they, scientists can identify rapists up to 90% accuracy. So, ladies, this is important. This chemical is called Axe Body Spray. Yeah. Yeah. My, you know, I, I don't know if that statistic's true, but it feels true. You know what I mean? It feels true. Yeah. So, uh, you see these guys riding their uh, bikes to work, wearing a suit and tie, you know, tr trying to be healthy, save the environment. I want to call bullshit. That guy's got a DUI. Like, Steven, you're not fooling anyone. We all know you got a fucking DUI. Um, so yeah, I like these crime scene shows, the CSI, CSI Miami, New Orleans, all that. I'll tell you, you never see a CSI Kentucky because there's no dental records and all the DNA matches. <laughs> so that makes it a tough case to crack. So, uh, yeah, I can say that because I'm redneck. I mean, I'm white trash. I'm redneck adjacent. It's the uh, little things that separate us. Uh, for instance, uh, if you're white trash, live in a trailer park, uh, all families around, sooner or later you're going to end up f in a fight with your cousin. If you're a redneck, sooner or later you'll probably end up fucking your cousin. So, thanks a lot. That's my time. My name's Jacob Blazer. Thank you. Jacob Blazer, everyone! Spectacular dad jokes. Seriously, I, I, I love puns, so I was totally on board with you, and um, I really liked that. Your, I loved your puns. I loved your dad jokes. I thought it was you were, and you even opened with them with your kids and the whole thing. I just acknowledge it. That's kind of like a, a thing right now that people are like, you can just kind of embrace it and keep like, I do dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, I, enjoy, I enjoyed your knee slappers and your belly rockers. 
Thanks. I, I try and be relatable before I do some of my darker stuff. <laughs> try to get them to like me before they hate me. I, I don't think the ice stuff was dark. I think that's true. No, I, well, I, I was, and the and the raping people, your own people in Arkansas or whatever. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, that's par yeah. for the course, isn't it? Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> White people were terrible. We know. Yeah. Comments for the dad jokes of Jacob Jacob Blazer. <laughs> I, I I think the 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 hymen joke is it's cute but i i would kind of like to know what becoming a virgin as a dude actually is jeez uh, i don't know I, yeah so i don't know like, like i, I could like, pretend i know like, what i'm doing and i really don't like right i don't i don't mean i don't know like you're just premature ejaculating all over the place i don't <laughs> like oh, I you're waking you. you're having wet yeah. dreams all over again i don't know but um i was thinking there's a lot to unpack maybe there nice yeah, yeah. like random erections right yeah it's just all of a sudden boners yeah, yeah so i get a boner store. every 20 minutes again yeah <laughs> On that, on that same thing, I thought you could just call yourself a born a born again virgin. Or I guess that's what you were about to say. No, I like uh, that. Yeah, nice. All right, all right. Thanks a lot. Other comments? Yay, Jacob! Yay! Oh well, that looks about it. I saw Frankie Lee dip his head in, but he did he dip out or did he? He did dip out. That's cool. Uh, then we are. I mean. I don't feel the need to do stuff. I mean, I could do my set for you guys that I did in Arkansas, but it's just Arkansas jokes, so it's not that it wasn't. I just basically shit on San Francisco when I was in Arkansas, and you know what? They loved it. <laughs> they loved it. My my newest joke is um, I met a Marine on the plane, and uh, he was so excited to go home for Thanksgiving, you know, to see his family and also to touch his guns because he'd been in California for so long. And he asked me, he said, uh, you know, I why? Why don't? Californians have guns and I said uh, that's because we're always triggered <laughs> like we're so PC in California anyways I did some PC jokes after that but I got big laughs on that California because we're always triggered joke because seriously everywhere else in the world they're like yeah y'all people are too a little too sensitive there with your gaze and all that stuff um your pronouns we don't care okay anyway call a bitch a bitch you know what I'm saying um it was fun Arkansas is a good place Anyways, uh, no, it really, I really was, I was so scared to go there and everyone was really nice and maybe because I'm white, I don't know. Uh, but they were all, uh, oh, the only funny thing about that there is that my Uber driver this morning, I thought, oh, he's probably like 55, 56 years old. He was 42. He's like, well, you know, I'm 42. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. We, we all look different guys here than Arkansas. Go to Arkansas and feel, feel really pretty. I uh, really, seriously, I, I was the belle of the ball. I was the prettiest girl in Arkansas for, for four days. And I've, that has never happened to me before. All right, this has uh, been a lot of fun tonight, everybody. Thanks for hanging around for the joke workshop. Um, uh, Friday, we've got the open mic and other things. Check out Mutiny Radio. We still have some open slots in the schedule if people are looking to get a podcast. Uh, but... People have been getting new podcasts, which is pretty exciting. Apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. There's only um, applications closed this Friday the 30th at midnight. Um, it's only $15 to apply, 10 if you've applied in the past. And it's going to be really fun. It's March 1st through 5th, 25 shows in five days, 40 comics from all over the United States. And uh, yeah. Okay, bye everybody.
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports. Since we've got a second here, uh, and we're still in Joke Workshop, if anybody's still listening on the internet box stuff, I am going to play a few uh, of the submissions for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because I figure, why not? I'm sort of waiting here anyway. So I might as well get a little work done because it takes a long time to, to, to watch all of these uh, submissions. It, it really is. Like, yes, I charge people 15 bucks to apply, but oh boy, that really helps with a lot of things here at the station. Every penny counts, and if you guys want to be awesome and uh, donate some money to Mutiny Radio, you can always do that. Just go straight to our website, press that donate, donate button, and... Uh, and that's great. It would be great if it was a donut button, if you'd press the donate and got a donut. Wouldn't that be fun? All right, Festival 2019 apply. We're going to be down here at the bottom, moving up. We were watching some of them on the, what's it called? On the AltaCast, which is my show on Wednesdays here at Mutiny Radio with LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Uh, she wasn't here last week, so I sat and watched quite a few videos, and right now the computer box is being a poopy face. So that's happening. Uh, here we go, let's try this one. Oh yeah. We are gonna look at a comedian who's actually on our show this Friday, Kathy Boudreaux. She was a famous comedian in the 80s, and now she's back in San Francisco, and it's great to see her. So let's see where we can... Um, I've got her... Okay, her videos... Let's watch bombing at Edinburgh Castle. Let's see which one she wants to do. Kathy B on the road. Vegas gigs. Let's look at Vegas gigs here. All right, it's Kathy Boudreaux. She gave me a bunch of things. Turn it off. Do it. Turn it off. 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 Turn <laughs> we like a pizza boy. <laughs> Holy shit, phone here all the whole time. It's like you can't reach out and touch somebody. I'm stopping. Hi, I'm Kathy B. Jones. Welcome, welcome. How the hell are you? So nice to see you and you and you and all seven of you. <laughs> and the, the three chicks in the back, there's three superstars here with magic. Are you a magic fan? It's sure, bizarre. Sure, yeah. All right, but we got we got a woman who plays with cats. We got pussy girl back there. <laughs> And we've got a gal who escapes from things, one of Roman's girlfriends. And we've got uh, the great Tom Sony's wife, uh, Pamela, who has her little baby with her. So if you see her breast getting over there, don't worry, it's her dog. <laughs> um, uh, you might be looking at the cane. Yes, I'm a gimp. <laughs> I'm one of those special people that uh, Roman probably sleeps with, or that guy that was up before me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so all my bones pop out Ooh. Ooh, okay we're gonna try a different one where she's uh oh wow so this is really old this is pg monologues and this is from 1990 
This and is I'm interesting. And I'm still going, and I just, and I just did that. <laughs> He's still going. <laughs> so it's amazing what a little battery can do for you. <laughs> Hi, I'm an RA. I have room to myself. It says how to pick up guys. The only way for you guys to pick up, uh, you girls, excuse me, babes, okay? We're, we're bonding our babes. <laughs> to pick up guys, okay, this is a really great thing. Drool. They'll offer you a napkin. <laughs> Ivy could stand up and say, hi, I want a, I want a model lingerie for a photo shoot. Does anybody have a camera? <laughs> They'd be right there, right? <laughs> I do this. I do like, I, get, I watch the guy and I kind of do this. And I'm looking right here. Because if it's too big, I can't get it in my mouth. So why bother? 91. Uh, this is a Walnut Creek mic from a couple weeks ago. Kathy B. Oh! Wait for Mr. Microphone. There we go. See, this is what happens when you get the sound like in comedy. And then the yeah. I can't w- watch that one because uh, the guy who's filming it is is laughing too loud. And I hate it when that happens. And you can't hear the jokes because the person's laughing too loud. Uh, let's watch another one. This is Steve Heil. Uh, he is from... Let's see. He is from Long Beach, California. And let's check him out right now. This is Steve Hale. From this year, that's good. That bodes well. Did we all have those little action figures growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I had a cowboy, an Indian, and G.I. Joe. Yeah, this should have been my parents' first clue. Gay man, half the village people in my closet. Oh, but I'm a bad gay. I obviously didn't get the fashion gene. The only thing I know about men's fashion is you can tell, tell how old a man is by where he wears his pants. Guys in their 20s, it's down here, in their 30s, 40s, 50s. You notice I just lied about my age. Oh. I'm also a bad Californian. I have exactly one IMDb credit. It's as an extra in a gay comedy murder mystery web series. I swear you cannot make that up. I played prisoner number three. And my job was, as one of the main characters walked by, I was supposed to, how do I want to put this? I was supposed to come on him. They filmed it in slow motion and everything. You know. I will admit, though, I did have stunt come. Now, after the shoot, I mean, after, 
we finished the scene. Um, the director thanked me for being, quote, wonderfully disgusting. I didn't know how to take that, but I, for some reason, felt like I should have a cigarette. I, I, I just, oh, my gosh. Steve Heil. All right, we're moving on. Citizen portion of the show. I was, uh, it's good being here. I was up in Tampa last night doing a show at a uh, fundraiser for my favorite charity that I want you to know about. Uh, it's called the Tempora House. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tempora House is a shelter for lightly battered women. tell you this, my son gets that joke and he's an idiot. <laughs> I flew here, I'm from Los Angeles, I was on the plane yesterday, I sit down next to this young woman and she's dripping sweat, pale as a ghost, shaking, and I go, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm petrified of flying. And I said, well, you know what, I, I know about these things and let me help you with a little logic. Take a deep breath, close your eyes, let it out, and hear my voice. You are not afraid of flying. You're afraid of crashing. Ah. I said, but you don't have to worry about it, because we're sitting in the very last row of the plane. And that is the safest place to sit, because, I mean, you've never heard of a plane backing into a mountain. <laughs> Challenging to see a bunch of older people here. Thank you for coming and staying up so late. I like him. I like him. I like Joe Brill. There he goes. This is our next one. Uh, this is Zany's Jay Cooper, Jen Cooper. Woo! Woo! Guys, don't I look good for just having had a baby? have a baby but if I had you guys would be like she looks great <laughs> like she looks really good we can tell but she looks good um no I didn't just have a baby I did just have a pregnancy scare which is all the worry but none of the calories you know um my period was a week late and I when I finally got it I was kind of disappointed because I was starting to get excited about being one of the last women in the U.S. to get an abortion. <laughs> Sorry, one of the last women to get an abortion and not die, you know? What cheaper, a closet full of children's clothes or one wire hanging? <laughs> That's a dark joke. Times are dark. We're literally putting children in cages, you know? That's dark. A friend of mine posted the pictures of uh, kids, immigrant children in cages on Facebook with a caption, I don't want you to be able to look at anything else. My wish for you is that you only see kids in cages. <laughs> and I was like, that's rude. <laughs> My wish is that there wouldn't be kids in cages. <laughs> Are we getting wishes? I think you wasted yours. <laughs> um, but yeah, times are dark. In these dark times, we have to lean on the people we love. You know, I've been talking to my mom more recently. Anyone here have a good relationship with their mother? Me too. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you and your mom talk about? Yeah, you. You clapped. Uh. <laughs> 
my mom and I talk about fingering. Is that normal? <laughs> Some would say we're too close. I'd agree. <laughs> um, I like her. The other day and I was like, ah, Jackie Cooper, I like you. I like you. You can tell right away whether you like him or not. You know what I mean? Oh, I love this guy. I love this guy. So I was just at my parents' house the other day, and uh, I was talking to my dad. And I had my arms crossed like this. And he was like, you know, you shouldn't talk with your arms crossed. It comes off really defensive. And I was like, what the fuck did you say to me? Hey, okay, all right. Now, my parents, my parents are crazy uh, because they have kids. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. I see like a mom walking down the street with a bunch of children on leashes. They're all screaming and crying and the mom looks like a day away from leaving them at a bus stop. <laughs> it looks real miserable. I'm like, I'm so glad about a woman who's being pregnant. That's a raw fucking deal. <laughs> it's like a parasite. That's, it, it's a parasite. That's all it is. It lives inside you. It lives inside you for nine months. Takes your nutrients like a fucking tapeworm. <laughs> And then comes out and makes miserable for 18 fucking years. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I have a girlfriend, uh, she's awesome, but it's hard to sleep next to her sometimes because she has this weird thing where she'll like stop breathing in her sleep. <laughs> like on her own, not from me. <laughs> and, and, and she'll stop breathing, right? She'll stop breathing and she'll just make this horrible noise. She'll go, Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for... 25 shows in five days, 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. 
The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. 